The expressed views of the guests on this podcast are theirs alone and not necessarily endorsed by the host, TWBC, or any associated sponsor. Conversations that are robust yet balanced, on point and to the point. You are listening to The Talk of Tournament Water Skiing. This is the TWBC Podcast. And now, here's your host, Tony Lightfoot. Well, thank you once again for tuning in to this, the, uh, the TWBC podcast. And my name is uh, Tony Lightfoot and glad to have uh, the pleasure of your company and uh, uh, joining me here once again uh, to give us his uh, perspective on, uh, on what's uh, just happened uh, with, uh, with the latest uh, pro event is uh, none other than, uh, than Freddie Winter. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing okay. You're still prepared to talk after 12 solid hours of high-level slalom skiing that you've had to commentate. So uh, congratulations, Tony. I, I know that the, uh, the water ski world is very grateful for everything that, that you do, but I'm, uh, I'm, I'm in awe uh, of, of your ability to continue speaking. Ah, oh, no worries, no worries at all. You know, I mean, it's uh, it's it just goes uh, goes along with the territory, as they say. So anyway, okay. Uh, when I last talked to you, we were in the midst of the men's jump final at the King of Darkness. Uh, of it, obviously, uh, I knew, knew that you had to get away. You wanted to get some beauty rest uh, for uh, for the for the action that was uh, that that uh, that came and went here at the uh, the Swiss uh, Pro Slalom. So uh, let's let's start off with that. Uh, your your take on what happened in the jump final and uh, and just the machine that is uh, Freddy Krueger. I, I saw on Instagram somewhere that he turned 48 this week. I mean, what an animal. Uh, you know, we talked the other day about when Freddy would stop. It, well, when he stopped being, stops being competitive and there's no one that's... Um, there's no one... <laughs> well... You know, Ryan Dodd would 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 obviously be the guy that would say that he's he's you know competitive, can beat him and that sort of stuff. But there's no one else that can say with any certainty that, that that they can really do it. So I mean, yeah, I mean, Freddie's an animal. 226 feet at night. It's I think 68.8. I mean, it's it's just amazing. I I couldn't be a bigger fan of Freddie. He is just one of the best people around in Warsaw. Absolutely, I couldn't agree with you there more, you know, and uh, and I mean the the young guns uh, were were pushing him hard towards the end. I mean, uh, Joel Poland was the last person out uh, out on the water and came up a little bit, a little unstuck uh, this this time around. Uh, but there but there's uh, plenty to uh, to look forward to with the future of uh, of men's jump going forward. Yeah, Taylor, Jack, and and Joel, the three really pushing. Uh, I think of all of those three, I think really only Joel has has beaten Freddie more than once. Um, Jack won the Malibu Open a couple of years ago, but you know Joel's beat Freddie a couple of times last year. But yeah, I mean it, it, it it's bright, but at the same time, I mean we've got a 48 year old guy who's just destroying. I mean every time he goes out, you think he's going to win. It's just incredible, and I'm 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 so happy to see it. Do you think that's a little demoralizing on uh, on on the competition's part? Uh, seeing seeing someone who's uh, growing grey hair uh, uh, just just absolutely uh, whooping them at the, at the at the last? Not really, because I think that you know everyone's grown up with with him being just a legend. So I mean, you know, it's like I I grew up seeing Will Asher as one of the best skiers in the world. Uh, you know, when he was twenty two years old, and 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 I and I still see that now, eighteen years later. So it's you know, he's still the, one of the biggest competitors there are out there. So it's, you know, in the same way, I mean, you can never count out Freddie Krueger. I think, honestly, there'll be a little part of all the guys that try and beat Freddie that are a bit sad, you know, if, if, and, and probably when, but if he, he, he slows down at some point. 
Okie dokie. All right. So uh, that, 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 that we put a bow there on the King of Darkness. Great event. Uh, Steve Garcia, uh, fantastic job of organizing that. You know, I mean, uh, mean uh, him, and, him and I uh, uh, definitely have some differences of opinion, you know, on, on, on certain, certain, certain things that, uh, that go on with tournaments, uh, uh, the King of Darkness especially. But uh, but can't fault him uh, for uh, for coming through in the clutch uh, with uh, with another uh, top class event in Horizon West. I, I, I'm not getting involved in these politics here. I'm just going to say this: <laughs> Stephen Stephen Dana did an excellent job. It was a 10 out of 10 quality event. And I mean, like you know, I think I mentioned it yesterday. But to to, to build an event for the public and to be able to run a, a fantastic event for the skiers too that that's special. It doesn't always happen. Um, there was great drivers great boats great judging i mean it was, it was it was it was proper it was really proper and uh, i i left it all right then so we wind the clock forward a few hours uh swiss pro slalom the uh, the uh, uh the crew from twbc uh, uh, tore down uh, their, uh, their their setup and moved it a few miles uh, towards uh, claremont uh, I'm not too sure uh, when they completed the uh, the setup early in the morning, but uh, uh, just 7:45 in the morning, getting ready for, to do some slalom skiing, and you know, I mean, another top class event here at uh, at, at Swiss Pro, the ninth uh, edition of the event, you know, and uh, just just can't help but be impressed. Uh, it's it's just. You know, I, I don't want to sound like an idiot who just says everything is great, but I mean, like, what what a weekend! I mean, for Christ, like. The Swiss Pro is is always good. I feel like, I don't know why, I feel like this year was especially good. I think probably because I I had a pretty good day. Um, I didn't win it, obviously, but like it just, everything just felt totally dialed. Like we had a, you know, it just just felt good. Like I really enjoyed skiing today. It's always good. It was a little windy, but, but, um, you know, typical late Caroline fashion didn't really feel like the wind was particularly affecting us. And I I had some, uh, no, I was, I was very, I was, I I really enjoyed it. And I mean, it, it, anyone that watched us will have seen how, how good it was I mean see those drones the drone shots going down the lake as much as I kind of get annoyed when they're in my face in front of me like taking my eye off the, the boys I'm supposed to be looking at um, I, yeah it's, it's, it's it really is an excellent event it's, a, it's an event that we we just turn up at Swiss kind of knowing you know us as athletes knowing that it's not really it, it, there's nothing going to go wrong particularly it's, it's such a sort of safe place and everything's going to be dialed to the max the boys are going to be right level the rope's going to be right length the driver's going to be good. The boat's going to be good. And uh, it's just about us going out competing and, and trying to beat the other guys that, that we compete against the rest of the year. But, it, but you know, whereas the rest of the year, there's, there's always like a little variable in there. It seems to be at Swiss that there's no weird variables. Everything's legit. And, it, and, it, and it's fantastic. Okay, the the one the one major change with the with the Swiss Pro Slalom, uh, at least so far as the men's is concerned, uh, was the introduction of Scott Greenwood uh, as the driver this time around. You know, and uh, first time he's uh, he's 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 driven at uh, at Swiss Pro uh, to the best of my knowledge, and uh, it seems like he's he's driven there for donkey's years. You know, he's he seemed to have a really really good feel for the setup and and also for the for the skiers that he uh, that he towed. Uh, towards uh, great success in this tournament yeah a chief driver at worlds he uh is a guy i didn't really know his driving until about a year ago he was driving uh he drove like the lcqs at, at um for the masters and you know just just feels good the guy knows how to drive a boat he puts points in the right direction feels like he's he's giving you a little bit but i mean his numbers say that he's not that's his talent um i could i could drive you know 50,000 hours of a boat and I know if he'll drive as well as he does so it's it's great um and you know 
I think I think the Swiss guys they they put in the guy that everyone really wanted, um, which and he, and he, he did a bloody good job. So well done to him. So great, great skiing, uh, great, great driving. I mean, and uh, you were among the uh, the top uh, the top scorers uh, out of the first round. You actually tied with uh, with Nate Smith with uh, with five at uh, at forty one off, and then you uh, and then uh, second round uh, was was a little bit interesting uh, to say the least, uh, with some deep runs also into forty one off. But uh, you ended up having to uh, to leave the dock uh, a second to last out, and uh, uh, that was. That was just uh, red meat and gravy for uh, for the likes of uh, of Nate Smith, if we're being fair. You have to explain to me what red meat and gravy means, but um, yeah, I mean, I was second to last out. I didn't run the forty one that I definitely should have run in uh, in round two, but you know, you know what? Who cares? I mean, it's it's it's, it's a score, um, and you know, I I I'm going to judge my career at the end on on how many wins I get uh, to a lesser extent, how many podiums I get not on how many 41s I run. And I, I mean, I've run 41 in prelims of pro tournaments and then not run it in the final and then just been like, well, that was really stupid. So yeah, I mean, you know, whatever. But um, yeah, I, what I'm annoyed about is that I didn't capitalize in the final uh, after a good enough start to probably get a little bit further down. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm in the middle of a slight, I would say, rebuilding process of my offside. Um, I think, I, you know, I've been saying all weekend I need two more weeks. I would say that actually... Uh, Maybe I'm further along that path, given the scores I was able to get today. Um, that I was, you know, I don't want to surprise, but like I, you know, I haven't been running those scores that much in the last few weeks. So to turn three, three times in a row, um, yeah. And I, I mean, I think I, I, I was frustrated yesterday with you know, falling around three at, at ten to five, and um, you know, my my dear parents. They called me and they, they were you know very nice to me and they said well you know you must be disappointed. I said yeah but I am of course I am I'm frustrated but that's not the skier I'm going to be in a month's time. I, I know I've got I've, I've actually got something quite I'm quite excited to work on. I think that I, I've got a good ski. I just got to figure out myself and I got a little couple of technique things that I, that I can work on. I think it's going to be very beneficial and I think that through the summer I'll be in better shape. All right, that sounds rather intriguing. We uh, better better keep an eye out for that. Now, among some of the uh, the other competitors that you watched uh, before you went out onto the water, uh, was were, were there any that kind of uh, stood out to, to you uh, uh, toward, uh, towards the beginning or the middle middle portion of the order? Then uh, you know that made you stand up and take a look and uh, take notice, uh, so to speak. I mean, well, firstly, Charlie Ross. I mean. What a guy! I was talking to him this week, and he's like, "I just really want to make the finals in Swiss." I'm like, "I'm like Charlie, gonna make the finals in Swiss." You know, he's definitely in that top eight in the world right now. He's 17 years old, and he's crushing. He ran three at 41 in the final. Actually, he looked good enough to kind of. Yeah, he's he's going to start turning that boy, um, and and a really, really, I want to say, nice kid because that's like disrespectful. But he, you know, he's a really nice guy, and he's he's going to have a lot of success. So he's he's the one that stands out for me, and then. Rob did really well. Um, got around uh, boy four in the first round. That set him up well and, and, and got him on the podium. And, and you know, Dane, I always look at. He's he's a really good skier. A guy that's improved a huge amount. And um, yeah, he didn't he didn't turn the three that I think he's very capable of turning. But I mean, you know, he's he's a guy that you, he finished last year very very strong at, at, um, at uh, Miami, which I I, I, mean, I struggled so so badly there. I, I, I never felt in any way settled. Um, and he, he did really well there. So, yeah, I mean, those, those were the three guys. I we're, we're, you know, of course, Will Asher, I mean, you always, 
Whereas like Will, and you always think that he's going to get a big score, and he, he probably was just wanted to get three three times a ride. He's done that very much. He's always been kind of getting those fives and sixes at 41 in the last year. So it was a it was a different uh, situation for him. He ran five against me last night in the in the head to head, which was annoying for me. But um, you know, he's obviously the guy moves into his 30, 40 first year, and he's still got it. Indeed, indeed. You know, I asked you the question uh, last night, uh, how are you going to reset from from slaloming in the King of Darkness uh, uh, to the Swiss Pro? Now we're on the other side of that uh, of that question. How do, how do you think uh, uh, the, the reset went for you? Yeah, it was good. I got home about 11.30 last night, which, you know, we had to, obviously had to wait for the podium, um, which, you know, very grateful to, to, to the King Darkness guys for putting on podium. It, it was quite late, and I was like I was a little bit anxious to get home and sleep. Being you know, living on the other side of town of Swiss, having an hour's drive in the morning, lots of stuff, and living quite far away from from Oslo, Hancock. But yeah, I slept till I slept till about eight thirty, which was nice. I haven't been sleeping in that much, and um, yeah, just woke up, turned up, got to the lake, and I mean, it all went well. It all felt good. Uh, every, you know, like I say, like you know, in contrast to some of the other tournaments, like it just you just kind of trust Swiss. That it's going to be it's going to be good. They they, they have things dialed in there. And uh, and it was excellent. So so yeah, always always a pleasure to turn up at Swiss and ski. Indeed, indeed, and uh, seemed like the uh, the opening two round pretty much uh, went to to plan so far as you're concerned. But uh, before we uh, discuss what happened in the in the final a little bit, let's take a uh, let's veer off a little bit into the realm of the women's uh, competition. And uh, and I mean, what what can you say about Regina Jaquis? I mean, she's owned this tournament from the, from the right from the get-go and she continues to do the same here i'm very interested to see what happens next year because she won i think nine nine times she watched she she won nine well she's obviously won nine at the swiss but she won Malibu open nine times in a row and to lose on the 10th uh when jamie or no when whitney won actually the, the Malibu open in 2021 so um yeah i mean if she can get 10 in a row 10 in a row of any tournament just just i mean I mean, to win one pro tournament is hard. To win ten in a row, to win ten of them, it's insane. To win ten in a row, it's unthinkable. Nine in a row, um, yeah, no, she's incredible. And and bit of a struggle yesterday. Ran five for thirty nine. She'd been very upset. Five and seven five. Um, and Whitney's just crushing. She's running her thirty nine back to back to back to back to back. She didn't get the start she wanted after Regina had got her to forty one. I think that was actually kind of in some ways telling. Um, being incredibly respectful of Regina and, and the incredible skier that she is, but she was obviously she sort of threw the fist after after running two at 10.25, which I think she probably knew was going to put her right in the fight. Um, she hasn't been you know, getting the sort of threes and fours since her since her knee uh, was operated like a couple of years ago, which which we were used to seeing her get. So I, I think um, I, I do honestly believe that she'll come back to it, but she threw the fist and then Whitney couldn't quite get it. Um, I would like to point out Jeremy of TWC, exceptional videography, uh, zooming in on, on Whitney's face, the whole, like, as she sort of came into the water, I thought it was just, shows why TWBC is just, uh, it's just at the forefront of the sport to be able to, to, to get that level of emotion straight off the athlete's face by great camera work. It was, it was, it really got me quite excited. Indeed, indeed. And, uh, among the, among the other performers, uh, I was, I was especially, uh, 
I was especially pleased with how uh, uh, of how uh, Ali Nicholson kind of recovered a little bit from a lackluster start with four and a half on eleven point two five meters and came through with a score of a two at ten point uh, seven five meters to uh, to basically assert herself into in into the women into the women's uh, slalom slalom final and uh, kind of leapfrogging over an impressive performance uh, by by Neely Ross. Yeah, well, Ali's. Ali's great and she's improving, which is really, really cool. And I mean, you know, she's, she's, she's working on joining that sort of next tier of, uh, of, of you know, I mean, well, I'd say right now, Regina and Whitney are kind of in a class of their own. Jamie's coming back and she will, she will for sure be, be back there. She's had a, a, an off season of snow. Um, but, you know, Ali's definitely that link between that kind of that, that big gold and the three that's been winning everything the last few years and then and the next guy's down. So, no, she's great and she's lovely um, as a person. And I'm, um, you know, it's kind of funny. I mean, like talking about this is kind of always a bit awkward because I actually like all of them, and um, they're, you know, they're all good people. And and uh, no, but I'm always, I'm always cheering for Ali. And I think that you know, it was a couple of years ago that she was always like right there, and then never kind of got it finished. Had a rough final, always kind of ended up in seventh or whatever. It's good to see. I mean, she's she's got back to back fourths, I think, and and she'll be looking to you know, bring that onto the podium uh, going forward. And indeed, uh, she's uh, she's got one or two uh, tournaments in her immediate future, and uh, she could uh, could uh, get on the podium in uh, in the next uh, major uh, pro uh, pro tournament uh, coming up on the on the horizon. But uh, before we uh, discuss uh, that uh, so much, uh, uh, what about the final round in the in, in the men's competition? I mean, you are pretty much in a. In, al- in almost a virtual head-to-head battle with uh, Nate Smith uh, toward- towards the end, and uh, and as it turned out, you know, uh, you know Nate-, Nate Smith came through with four at ten point two five meters, and uh, you're half a buoy behind, you no, know, but some exceptional competition all the way through, right towards the end, to uh, to round off the ninth edition of the Swiss Pro. Frustratingly, I, I realised afterwards it's-, it's the second time this year in three events that I've lost to Nate um, by half boy because I couldn't hold on to some slack. So I need to work on my muscles. Uh, I mean, that was quite a lot of slack, I guess. But yeah, I know, annoying. But you say it was, I think you mentioned it was sort of a, you know, somewhat of a two-way battle, but it wasn't at all. I mean, everyone stacked up at three. I actually came to three in good shape, but I'm just not confident in that offside as I want to be and as I think I can, can be. I came into three and probably just sated it just a little bit. That stopped my commitment through the back end of the turn to get over to four in better shape. And yeah, so so that's where the, I, I did, you know, I, I kind of sort of almost made sure that I got that podium spot by getting the four three and, and then went for the four. But you, you can't do that at ten two five and run the pass, which I needed to do really. Um, just had to be 100% committed. So I, that's, that's where I need to be, you know, I, I would never even think about it on my onside. I've got as good of an onside, I think, as, as anyone has really in terms of being able to commit to it and know that I'm going to be fine. Um, so I just need to get a bit closer to that on my offside. And I think, I've, yeah, like I said, I've got the equipment. I've got, uh, I feel physically fit, which I'm really happy about after strange um, in, in last year and whatever. But uh, I just got to figure out my team. So the problem is all above the boots um, and, and potentially... You know, between the years in terms of getting that muscle memory dialed. I'll, I'll, I hope to be able to get one. 
Indeed, indeed, and you've got a little bit of time uh, time to spare now uh, between now and your next uh, next major tournament as we kind of round off the uh, the repertoire so far as the the Swiss Pro Slalom is concerned. Uh, hmm. Okay, so where do we start with this one? Eh, I mean, we've got uh, the next two weekends are a qualification at competitions for the Masters, and then the Masters itself uh, ta- uh, takes place uh, the uh, the weekend afterwards. Now. You are not alone in terms of 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 expressing your your distaste of uh, of the whole system in qualifying for the Masters. Uh, I mean, you're pr- you're pretty much on the outside looking in for the next for the next few weeks. You can't ski in the qualifiers. You can't ski in the Masters uh, for uh, for for uh, for whatever reason that uh, the incident happened uh, la- last year, and you know it's. It's a shame, uh, you know. You're, you're gonna you're gonna rest up for the next week, three weekends, but you'd rather be out in the water, uh, slicing and dicing with the world's best. Oh, there's no doubt about that. And I think that you know, to, to be quite honest, with the season I had last year on the podium, um, every event uh, apart from Miami, um, I'm not going to count the Masters in, in that because I should have had a chance in the final, um, and then three podiums out of three events already this year, I think I should be given the chance to go to the Masters. Um, you know, I think I think probably it's okay to say that I, I my in, ineligibility, I, I think, is... Um, well, uh, I think I should be able to go and try and get into the Masters. That's the best thing. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, but anyway, you know, it is what it is. And I will, I will uh, go and ski for myself and and, and, and and improve myself and you know it's an enforced absence from from the tournaments that everyone else is doing all my peers are doing all the guys that I compete against every every week are doing um, I have no choice in that but that's okay I you know I, they'll, they'll, there needs to be breaks in this season it's a very long season I'm certainly planning to use it to my advantage um, and you know I think that uh, I think that any tournament that, that doesn't have um, the guy that was in it every year for the last nine years, uh, or whatever it is, or eight years, and won it two of the last three years, and, and um, is probably worse off for not having that person. In it. Yeah, it'll, de- um, it'll, it'll definitely just like raise uh, questions that, do- that that really shouldn't have even be asked, you know, uh, right from right from the get go, you know. So uh, now you, now you've got three weekends off. Okay, uh, are you, are you searching for uh, for another record tournament, or are you going to rest up and maybe enjoy your uh, your first of three uh, 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 Memorial Day weekend for the first time in what how many how many years? Like nine years uh, since you've uh, been going to the Masters. Yeah, I think I went. I first went in 20, 2014 was my first master. So yeah, I mean it would have, it would have been my tenth in a row, um, sadly. But or no, that's not true because we didn't do it in COVID. But yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I'm I'm gonna have I'm gonna have some time off and and um, no, I, I do, am I gonna do record tournaments? No. I, why would I? You know, I'm a professional water skier. Why would I go and pay money to go and do a record tournament in front of nobody, which doesn't help promote the sport, doesn't help me. Um, as far as I'm concerned. Record tournaments as a professional skier chasing scores, it's it's a loser's game. Um, 
you know, I'm, my aim is to win professional tournaments. And, and honestly, if I want to go get big scores to count for the amateur ranking list, the, uh, the scores-based ranking list that the International Federation puts together is, is, in, is, is the seeding of worlds. Um, you know, I, I, I'm not interested in it. I want to be number one in the water ski photo ranking list. I want to be winning the, the big tournaments. And um, so, yes, I would have done the LCQs, but I would have done them because my peers are there, because the guys that I compete against. That's what I want to go and, you know, try and beat those guys. Um, these are these are the people that I want to be beating. That's my aim in life: is, is to be is to be above the rest of the field. My aim is not to run, you know, a big score with no one there. It's certainly not my aim. Um, I'm going to wait for the next pro tournament. And um, that's the 38 Pro Am. And uh, no, I'm happy. I mean, because today, I, you know, I, hey, it's like, you know, I always go back to the example of Dane Meckler. Dane Meckler ran 10 5 in a runoff at the World Championships. And he said to me afterwards, he's like, oh, man, the show doesn't count. And I said to him, my friend, that is, that's what counts the most. You had the biggest audience of anyone in the world, and you ran 10 5 That, what is, does that mean more than someone? You know, having it in the school books, but in some dodgy tournament in who knows where, with God knows what level of driving and you where know, you're God always going to have questions. Was. Yeah, well, no, I, don't, I, I think that we're, we're past the point that of of tournaments sort of counting, you know, record tournaments counting for top level skiers because you know, hey, if you're if you're a real skier, do it in front of the cameras, do it any one time. That's that's the time to do it, and if you can't do it there, then who cares? Okay, for those of you that are listening to the podcast right now, we're actually doing this uh, over over a over a cell phone connection. Uh, uh, Freddie uh, Freddie had to uh, jet uh, from the uh, from the Swiss resort, uh, so I'm actually communicating with him right now uh, on his uh, cell phone as he as he's driving towards uh, East East Orlando. Should should be home in about the next uh, next few minutes, but I uh, just wanted to take advantage of the time while it's uh, still fresh in the memory so you did mention uh third lake 38 is going to be your next to- next tournament and then uh and then from there it's uh, it's getting ready for the european stretch yeah absolutely lake 38 i mean it's so great they're putting on a tournament um they've done it i think five times now i think i've, I've been every time and uh, just again just really grateful people are putting on events we're very lucky that the number of that the number of events is is, is growing and yes, and yes, then Europe. And as as much as um, you know, I'm, I'm American based. Uh, I am I am a European, um, continental European. And, and there are some wonderful events that happen over there. And happily, we have more and more uh, American based skiers coming over. You mentioned Ali Nicholson; she came over and won a couple last year. And saw Jamie Bull there. I think I think um, I think Whitney's going to come and do do a, 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 at least a handful, which just just is so great, um, especially we didn't see huge women's fields there last year. And I think that, you know, that the money is there the, um, you know, for them to kind of be able to afford to come over. And, and I mean, honestly, like, you know, with a smaller women's field, it's easier to make the money because, I mean, there's that, you know, you can kind of, um, I guess, you know, just when you've got a, a smaller entry list there, we, we, there were some tournaments last year where there was only four or five people. Yeah. Well, um, you'd hope that people will turn up and fill those spots more and more. And that's what's, that's what we need to, to grow the sport. Um, 
so yeah, no, the European stuff's going to be amazing. I'm especially looking forward to, to, to San Gervasio. My dear friend Matteo Lideri is going to put that on, and, and that's a great event. And, and then, of course, uh, Caiaphas, which I think is one of the, the events I've enjoyed the most ever in my life last year. Was, we turned up. George was talking a big game. He's, he's, he told me, he's like, Fred, it's going to be amazing. I'm like, yeah, okay, mate, I'm sure it'll be amazing. Well, it was it was really amazing, as you remember, Tony. Uh, yes. I'm, I'm excited for that. He, he's, he's promised me it's going to be even bigger this year. I'm like, well, okay. Good luck. Okay. Uh, I, I, I mean, I, I, but of course, I don't doubt him because he, he did such a good job last year of of, uh, of delivering. Yes, indeed, and uh, yeah, I definitely remember Caiaphas last season, and I'm certainly looking for it this time around. It'll be about the first or second weekend in July, and then obviously, uh, once the European stretch is over and done with, then then come back to Europe, and then then essentially it's a waiting game for. Uh, uh, for the for the likes of some of the other tournaments, uh, the Mastercraft Pro, the Malibu Open, and and all that kind of stuff, and then the World Championships in October. So uh, so a pretty full uh, slate of uh, of tournaments uh, uh, cu- uh, coming up, and uh, we'll uh, we'll keep an eye on what you do, and also the others, and uh, and, I'm, and I'm sure that uh, that you uh, you won't uh, hesitate in uh, giving us uh, your opinion and your take on uh, on the issues of uh, the sport going forward, there, Freddie. No, certainly not. I'm I'm incredibly honoured to be part of this sort of running tour series. I I only hope the listeners aren't uh, extremely sick of me after I think four of these, whatever it is, in, in the space of a week and a half. But I mean, you're, I think everyone's going to get a well-earned rest from me. They'll, uh, they'll, prob- the they'll probably be more sick of me being the announcer for uh, for for the TWBC broadcast. We're right right for the jump, you know. But uh, but C- certainly not. I disagree. I think you're you're. Uh, a treasure of water skiing, Tony, and we need. Um, we're very lucky to have oh, to have you and Vince and 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 all the all the camera guys and um, you know, even Connor, who likes to distract me with his stupid drone. And when I'm at 35 off, and he's five feet from my head, <laughs> even him. Oh yes, <laughs> the lovable Connor Pauly. All right then. Okay, and that brings to a conclusion this episode of On Tour. With uh, with Fre- with Freddie Winter, we'll catch up with him in a in a few in a few weeks' time uh, for uh, in in preparation or or at uh, Lake Thirty Eight uh, for the next uh, broadcast of uh, TWBC, where we hope to be at a Lake Thirty Eight. Uh, my name's been Tony Lightfoot. He's been Freddie Winter, and until uh, next time, it is ciao for now. Thank you for listening to the TWBC podcast. Be sure to check out our website at waterskibroadcasting.com. Links to our presence on major social media platforms can be found there, as well as updates to our webcast and this podcast. Duplication or rebroadcasting of this broadcast without written consent of TWBC is prohibited. Subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform and be sure to join us next time for the next edition of the TWBC Podcast.